primary elections last week were a total effing wreck. Today, I am talking with CityCast contributor and political junkie Evan Mintz about what went wrong and what we can do to fix it. But let me say first, Evan and I recorded this conversation yesterday before County Judge Lena Hidalgo said that she intended to replace elections administrator Isabel Longoria, and before Longoria promptly resigned. If anything, I think that makes our discussion more timely, and this topic remains just as critical. Democracy, literally, depends on our getting this stuff right. It's Wednesday, March 9, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Evan, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. This past primary election in Harris County was a cluster. Do you want to talk about just how bad it was? The Republicans are saying it was the most mismanaged election ever. Uh, Results came in late, potentially uh, contrary to state law. Thousands of missing ballots were found after the fact. Volunteers were constantly complaining about long lines to pick up their supplies, about machines didn't work. The new paper ballots would get crumbled or wouldn't fit or would jam or were the wrong size paper. It all seemed very bad. And right now, uh, the county is being sued over it by Republicans and by Democrats. So nobody is particularly happy. But I I just want to put stuff in context a little bit because it's not as if Mm -hmm. Harris County has this history of copacetic elections. There's just like 2010, 2010, Uh all the voting machines were destroyed in a fire uh, less than two months before early voting started. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was under Bev Kaufman, who is the county clerk in charge of elections for 18 years. So she resigns and is replaced by Stan Stannert. And He's a nice guy. He like earnestly wants to do a good job. It it wasn't as if there's some kind of evil scandals going on there. Yeah. But it was just that, you know, you try your darndest and nothing seems to work. And it wasn't just the election day results. Early voting results would come in slowly. You have all weekend to count them. How could you not get it done? People would say. And Stan Stannard, when you do interviews, would say like, well, election results come in late because the the election judges When they're supposed to be bringing in their information, they'll stop for a meal or they'll go to a party before the drop-off spot or they'll get lost. Uh, Hey, and Stannert wasn't reading the riot act to those election judges? Yeah. And then he also had a bit of a a mini scandal where he tried to personally design 3D printer plastic stands to hold iPads to help (laughs) run elections at election sites. And this cost like $3 million, including a million dollars of iPads that kind of like sat unused in a warehouse. And in like 2011, 2012, there were loads of problems with an inaccurate manual for election workers. And there was this tiff over some lousy stand standard rule about what T-shirts people could wear when they went to vote. And then, of course, there was his whole George Soros accusations when he was running in 20. Oh, I've forgotten that one. Yeah, when he was running in 2018, 
he said that, you know, George Soros is going to try to control the elections in Harris County, and that's why you need to vote for me. And people pointed out it was a little, a little anti-Semitic to say this big, scary Jewish guy is going to come down and control the elections, particularly because he didn't. Like, there's no Soros money spent in Harris County in that race. It was just kind of bizarre, uh, out of nowhere stuff. And so I remember it was around then that like Stannert was claiming that Harris County voting machines were super secure because they were not on the Internet. Mm -hmm. But when you pressed him on that, he would point out that they were using a dial up modem, Mm -hmm. which was not only an antique in 2018, but it was connecting to the Internet. Mm -hmm. And also those totally hack those. Those old machines didn't have paper trails either. There's just like no paper receipt It was the biggest county in the country with no paper trail. So anyways... And so if you were hacked, there would be no way to tell, mm-hmm. right? You could not go back to the paper ballots and count. I, I am no expert on this, but that was yeah. my understanding of it. And that's why they got yeah. these new machines that we have now. But but anyway, Stan Standard was kind of like this face of uh, election night just clusters. It seemed to happen all the time. And people, there was a hashtag, hashtag FirestanStanard, that people would post whenever they're just frustrated with the election results. But in comparison to all of that, it, it seems like this year makes the Stan Standard era look like junior varsity, that things were just so bad, so messed up. So what happened? Part of the, the issue is that we do have these new machines where you have to take a piece of paper, you have to put it in, feeds in and then it prints it and if it's a long ballot you have to do another piece of paper right and then you have to take those pieces of paper and take them over to someone else to scan them in and it has to be special paper that's the right size and you can't fold it and everyone except me seems to hate these i love these machines it feels like this cool (laughs) combo of like digital and mechanical it feels very like battlestar galactica like, we need the paper backup to stop the Cylons from interfering with our elections. But as other folks have pointed out, it, it also makes for long lines and a lot more things can break and people are confusing and missing parts. And certain election sites didn't have the right paper. It was just if it goes well, like it goes well. This did not go well. Right. I mean, this is, to be fair, a primary election in an off year cycle. I mean, is the time to test out new machines. Right. And we did need to make a change to something, I think, that leaves a paper trail. Mm -hmm. Because we know there are going to be accusations that the elections were hacked. And we do know that there are real risks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But cyber shenanigans can happen. Then you want to show people that there are no shenanigans. Right. And this whole election felt shenanigan heavy, even if it was shenaniganless. Yeah. Like, we didn't see anybody accusing anyone of boosting the election, it just looked incompetent, which is really unnerving. Right. Like when you have 10,000 ballots that weren't included in the final numbers after the election results were already announced, more more votes uh, than some margins of error, that looks like a mess up. When you don't get in the election results from Tuesday until 1 a.m. Thursday, that looks like you messed up. Do some of the problems have to do with the new county structure this year that Harris County has an elections administrator now? Harris County elections used to be run by the county clerk and the tax assessor collector, these two elected positions. And you kind of had to cross your fingers and hope that whoever we picked would be somewhat competent or like pick someone else to be competent. Like this is just a managerial job. 
And most, a lot of other Texas counties don't do it like that. They have an elections administrator. Right. And I, in theory, I do not want this to be a political job. Same. I think that, you know, having the person judging the election clearly belonging to one or the other party is a problem. Yeah, you don't want it to look like that. And you don't even want, like, the appearance of impropriety. Former county judge Ed Emmett had once said that he thought we should have an elections administrator. And then when Democrats got majority control, they said, well, we think we should have an elections administrator. And the first person they kind of had as the elections administrator, who really was just appointed as a county clerk uh, when the, the former incumbent stepped down, was Chris Hollins. And, you know, he was a bit of a Democratic Party so and so, but he also had this background as a consultant like a top tier consultant for governments to help them improve their systems. So it's like, well, if you need a guy to like run something like this, he seemed like the right choice. And oh my God, they were bringing him in for Mm -hmm. the 2020 presidential election, Mm -hmm. which was high stakes, high pressure. Oh yeah. Terrifying. And he did a pretty good job. Oh my God. I have never been thrilled by what I think of as a bureaucratic office. Mm -hmm. You know, not only did the voting run and we seem to be scandal and problem-free for the most part. But it looked kind of fun. It yeah. looked sexy. You know, there was drive through voting. There <laughs> were parties at night. You could vote all night. Woo! Yeah. There were bands. Yeah, he had it all kind of figured out. Yeah. And then, um, and so he stepped down from that office because it's really just supposed to be a temporary appointment. And now he's running mm-hmm. for mayor. The county government created an elections administrator position who they gave to uh, one of his workers, Isabel Longoria, mm-hmm. who's kind of been a long-time... Democratic Party political apparatus. And she's a wonderful person. I talk to Republicans who are mad about the, the all of this, but they're like, I like Isabel. I like her as a person. Yeah. But the frustration is that the person you want appointed to this position is going to be like someone who ran elections in some other county for like 20 years or had been in the office for decades or someone with a background in like management consulting who can say this is how systems are supposed to work. Right. And she had none of that. By her own testimony, she had about six months experience doing this. It's real easy to say like, well, they shouldn't have put her in charge. Now, should they? Like you can judge by the results. Yeah, true. But to be fair, this is a crazy hard job to do. If they put in someone with massive amounts of experience and you still kind of have this outcomes, yeah. uh, you could say like, well, maybe Harris County is just too big. Our legal requirements that the legislature just passed made all of this unworkable Maybe we need to get to some kind of system where we say election night is Tuesday. You get the results on Friday. None of this weird like horse race stuff. We're like, oh, we've got the early voting and the votes are coming in and someone's getting ahead and someone's falling behind. Like no movement's actually happening. The votes have already been cast. Like you're just counting them and creating an illusion of movement. But that is not what people want. And and that is not the sort of fix I think people are open to. They want uh, their election night results. They want them immediately. And they want them accurately. I mean, when I hear people calling for immediate results, they're saying this is to prevent fraud. And I think actually that pulls in the opposite direction. Yeah. That the, the pressure to have quick counts goes against the ability to have an exact count. Right. The, the argument is like, oh, if you slow this down, you can see where things are going and you can tweak the numbers or add stuff in, you know, at the very end. And, and I'd have to see examples of where in massive turnout elections like Harris County, fraud is even possible because the total number of like n- numbers you'd have to change is so big. When you do see fraud having an impact, it's in like these small town like primary elections where a dozen votes 
is going to make a huge difference because there's only 100 people voting in the first place. Like uh, water engineers say the solution to pollution is dilution. If you have massive turnout, then any amount of chicanery is just going to be overwhelmed by like the massive number of real votes. Okay. That's as long as you have paper ballots. Mm -hmm. I got to come back to that because, you know, I've thought this through. If I am going to like hijack a Harris County election, I'm going to go in through the computers. Well, well, also, why would you hijack a primary? Like I see some, I I follow lots of- Just for the practice. Trolls. (laughs) Yeah. I follow trolls on social Uh media. Just like to see like, what are people saying? What's going on? And there's like, oh, this is clearly scandal. This is clearly fraud. Like, by whom against whom? <laughs> it's a primary election. Were the Democrats screwing over themselves? Were they trying to mess in these Republican primaries? Where, by the way, all the outcomes were like people expected. There was no like huge surprise right. in what the results were. Like, yeah, like if you know about local politics, this all feels kind of right. No, it was just a lot of bizarre incompetence. I mean, Lena Hidalgo wants answers. She wants right? answers, but I feel like the the answer that you want is. Isabella Goria saying, like, I will step down. Like, I gave this my a gold college try. It didn't work out well. Right. I'll step down. I clearly messed up. We're going to get someone new. And you would think that Isabel Longoria might want to do that. I mean, when the polls closed and everything was delayed Tuesday night, she stood on the floor at that elections technology center and talked about how rough this election has been on her team. She said that People were having asthma attacks, that they were exhausted, that they were peeing blood and breaking down daily. I mean, ow. Yeesh. Yeah. As far as thankless jobs go, this one, it's pretty hard. I have very little sympathy for elected officials and public figures talking about how hard their jobs are. Yeah. You picked that job. It's not as if you were like conscripted into it. You decided to go into that. You knew what came with it. You also know that you're in the public limelight and you're going to get criticism deserved or otherwise. And there's definitely a lot of deserved criticism this time around. So folks saying, oh, be nice, go easy on them. Like, no, you should never hesitate to criticize your public figures. You should always be looking for ways to criticize them because that's why they're there. (laughs) Oh, going forward, how do we fix Harris County voting? We've got primary runoffs, yeah. and then we're coming in for the actual 2022 elections. Oh, boy. And then, my God, comes 2024, oh, which yeah. we know is going to be bigger and scarier. Mm-hmm. So if you were fixing Harris County, if you're Lena Hidalgo, mm-hmm. what do you do? Who would you get? Do we? What do we do to fix this problem? Do we keep Isabel Longoria? First of all, I, I think that politics is often about just what message you send to people with their actions beyond the actual impact of those actions. Mm-hmm. So if you want to show people you're taking it seriously, you get rid of the person in charge and you bring in someone new. You also probably try to find someone who's run elections in a county that's used the same machines that is you know, also big, who's somehow figured out how to make it work. And you say, we'll pay you more money to come here and do it here. In the same way that I think any <laughs> private business would do, like, well, you did a good job over there. Like, can you do it over here? Okay, that means we're all competing for the same talent. But fine, yeah. let's do that. Just because I want to fix Harris County, right. and then also just desperately trying to get people to vote early 
or, you know, I, I guess after those like 10,000 missing mail-in ballots, folks don't want to vote by mail. And frankly, I don't blame them. Well, I mean, we had campaigns yeah. like warning us about the problems and we have state laws that make it hard to vote by mail. I think you also had people who just didn't know how the new machines yeah. work, too. And you need just a little bit more voter education right. on that. You know, maybe some campaign ads you know, like this is the machine. This is how it works. Right. And clearly we need a lot more work with the volunteers who are making mm-hmm. our elections run. Right. Because they got to know how it works. They got to know that you don't take a box of ballots home with you. <laughs> that's that's important. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, maybe also uh, pay them well, too. Give them a little better pay for the day. Yeah. I always think that as long as you live in a capitalist society, uh, if you want people to do a good job, you give them money for it. Do you have, like, quick thoughts? Any, like, quick final closing thoughts on how we can make all of this work? Vote early. I think it's trying to get everyone to vote early. Okay, so this is yeah. what we as voters yeah. can do. We can and vote just early. Get everything done. Get it out of the way so that you don't have these, like, weird counting votes on election night kind of problem. Yeah. So, for the sake of democracy, mm-hmm. vote early. Hey, y'all, it's Dina Kespa, lead producer here. Before we let you go, I want to tell you about what I've been keeping up with. Don't put those sweaters and coats away just yet. Houston hasn't seen the end of cold fronts. Low temperatures or rain are definitely hitting us this week, and the weekend isn't looking as warm as we all expected it to be. Meteorologists are predicting it's going to get as low as 33 degrees with some strong winds. Talk about a way to start the first weekend of spring break. I mean, they say as long as you've got a jacket on on Saturday afternoon, you'll be okay. But then you'll want to head back indoors Saturday night. Either way, stay warm, y'all. That is it for CityCast Houston today. If you have ideas for a future show, or if you just want to let us know what you think, send us an email. We love email. We are Houston at citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. We will be back tomorrow. There's that. And there's also just human procrastination. Mm -hmm. But all right, for the sake of democracy, I'll do it. Good. Thank you.